Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Buzzard View Manor. I have the opportunity to chat with the beautiful, talented Alicia Downing, and this is what she had to say. So you've been in a number of films. Something like 120, I don't even know 120, anymore. <laughs> what did you start, was it in 2010 that you started, or was it earlier than that? Uh, it was earlier. I started in 2006. That was the first horror film I got to be in, and a little audition I got off Craigslist, believe it or not, back then. And the company started using me for everything. It was like I went from one little bit part, basically playing a dead body, to like getting to play lead female in all these Lionsgate-distributed horror films. So it was the way I started. You know, they really launched me. And they were mostly improv, to be honest. There wasn't even scripts at the time. And we had this old um, furniture store where we would just like rearrange the furniture to like shoot a scene. <laughs> it was crazy. It was like actors boot camp and, and they, the films got out there. They were distributed everywhere. That was back in the blockbuster days. It's raw. It's there. Gorilla filmmaking. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I'm, I'm liking that I'm starting to be in more organized productions now, but it was definitely fun to, to do that. I mean, it's so free. It's like, and you get to contribute whatever you want, improvise and, Become the character and do do what you do and and take it lightly and not be so serious about everything. I do kind of miss that part of it, but but now it's nice to be part of things that are a little more organized and, and look better. And I can put on my reel and everything else. And you know, you share a talent like Tuesday night. Y'all both can sing. Yeah, yeah, I love Tuesday. I, I heard she was on the show. She's super cool. We actually worked together recently on only in it for like a day. I've known her for years. She came out once to see my band play super long time ago. So you she, see? She's like a supportive friend and actress and singer and gorgeous. My God, that girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like sleeps in a freezer or something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, and I, and I know you are very talented and I think that you're just warming up. It's like, hello, she can, you know, she can also sing people. Are y'all aware of that? And I think there's a lot of people yeah. that think that they see an actress like, oh, she can only act. No, surprise, the girl can sing too. Yeah, I'm fortunate now. I've got a couple roles that are allowing me to sing. Um, and I just did this film, Automation, that's out, where I got to contribute a song. There was a movie called Night of Nightmares. That unfortunately, there was some problems uh, behind the scenes with the producers wanting more off of the distribution than was offered and so it never unfortunately saw it was at Fright Fest and it had its premiere and then it never saw the light of day which super bummed me out because it was a great movie and I sang throughout and I had this really cool song that I recorded for it but who knows maybe someday maybe someday they'll release it it was Buddy Giovanzo did uh, Combat Shock and uh, maybe someday but that was another one I got to sing in and and then I've always had like a, a side band when I'm not filming because I like to stay creative and, you know, even if it's just like at home recording and stuff like that, I love, I love singing. I, I wish I could have made a career out of it. I go that route, but. Right. And you've worked with a lot of talent. I mean, like Dean Wallace, Barbara Crampton, um, Michael Berryman. Yeah. I mean, the list, even um, Tom Savini. Tom Savini, David Carradine, Eric Roberts. A lot of big actors over the years, yeah. I mean, I just I just shot with Costas Meridian. He's from the Saw movies. Oh, Tara Reid. I just worked with Tara Reid recently, too. So, yeah, I've been really blessed that way. Even when you work with people that are that accomplished, they, some of them even, believe it or not, they use cue cards 
And at first I was like, why are you using cue cards? And then I'm like, well, I get it. Because like the less thought you put into it, the better it is sometimes. It's like less is more. And it, people overthink and over-rehearse and they become wooden. And there's something nice and organic about just like reading the line and just seeing it from like a real place. So a couple of them, those the older greats, I think maybe because they were they were older and memorizing lines was no longer a thing. I think used cue cards. I remember being really like shocked by that <laughs> uh, first time I saw it because I'm like, wow, okay. It's weird when you're acting against them and they're reading and you're you know your lines and but you get used to it. It's just a different way of working and. I've seen some amazing work come out of it. And also directors, you were like in Death House, uh, Harrison Smith worked on that as well. You were you, yeah. you were a doctor in that? Yeah, I just like popped in for a day. Honestly, I was like, you know, I was, my friends were all on that. So I just kind of came in. They're like, oh, it's already in the scene. I'm like, okay, sure. But <laughs> it wasn't anything. Uh, but Harrison's great. He's super cool. I, I don't, I haven't actually seen the film. I know it's out, but I haven't seen Death. I know it's got, like the cast is like, every horror convention, <laughs> like everybody's in it, everyone. So it's like, why not? You know, it, doesn't, it looks good for me to be attached to something with that many awesome people. But yeah, I've worked with some great directors for sure. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Is there a reason why you don't really watch some of the films that you're in? Um, yeah, I just, sometimes I don't watch them. That's true. And I, I guess it's like, I'm kind of hard on myself and I don't really like photos that much. It just... It's better if I don't overanalyze things and just go with it. And, and so for me, and everyone's different, I just don't really like watching the movies I'm in all that much. Recently, I've gotten better about it. Like, I've seen some of the, the leading stuff. I had to, you know, of course, go to screenings and everything. And I try to, I always want to be supportive of the movie. And I'm always posting and supporting. But it's a little difficult. It's like, you know. Because you're, you're your own worst critic. I'm, I'm a perfectionist, and it's nothing about the production. It's more of like a me thing. But you know, um, that, that's interesting that you say that because you're not the only one alone who does that. There's a lot of actors and actresses that do that. Yeah. Is that, does that seem weird to you to not want to see it? No, no, not at all. Imagine I, you're watching yourself and you're picking apart every little thing that you, you would have done differently and... It's just kind of better to just like move forward, you know, to move on, leave it there and just keep going forward and not let it get in your head when you do the next job. Exactly. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I started noticing who you were in the first movie that I'm like, whoa, that who are the villains? It was, we are still here. Oh yeah. Yeah. That That was, that was early on. Yeah. That film is with Barbara Crampton. He's amazing. And I really enjoyed being creepy in that movie. It was super fun. We shot in Rochester. It was like super cold, but I was covered in latex, so I was all good. <laughs> <laughs> latex, like, it's pretty warm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was like five hours of, of makeup a day. Uh, my friend Marcus did the makeup from Odd Autopsy. I think that's still his, his uh, company. But he did an amazing job. You know, it was a low budget movie and made it look top notch. Really good. And then, of course, one of my favorites, Girl on the Third Floor. Oh, Girl on the Third, yes. So that was like, I kind of feel like uh, We Are Still Here is almost like a stepping stone to Girl on the Third Floor because it was like the two films have a lot of parallels. It just became a lot more of like a sexual thing. You know, it's like we took We Are Still Here and added some sex and some female emotional torture. It really focused more on the feminine aspect of it because we had my husband and we are still here and he was kind of the primary ghost but yeah this one it was 
two ladies and uh, the things that would make a woman want to haunt you, you know, surrounding that. And, you know, it, it was definitely the two films. I feel like you should see them both. Like you should definitely watch one and then the other because they, they do go hand in hand. Anyways, there's a lot of parallels. Is it true that the house kind of has a history on Girl on the Third Floor, the one that y'all shot in? Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a haunted house that they bought for the film, actually, or at least they were renting. Yeah, it's, it's got a history. And the, the two characters that we played, Sarah, Sarah and Sadie, were both real women, or I guess girls. My character was only 14 or 12, I believe, and then, and then Sarah was 14 when we were both murdered with things surrounding the house. My character was, was found on the train tracks near the house. Sarah was, I believe, directly in the house they found her. So, yeah, and it's known to be very haunted, and the whole town knows about it. You know, stop by all day long, take pictures, and it's like a tourist site. So that was happening while we were filming. And if you look into it, you can see the whole story. I mean, I'm sure it's probably changed a bit over the years. Word of mouth and everything, things start to... But as far as I know, it was a brothel. Girls coming in and out there. The character I played was just, she's like a child, but she was... um a caretaker and she cleaned the brothel. She wasn't one of the, the women there, but she was cleaning it. And I guess she got abducted and brutally murdered and left on the train tracks. So it was horrible. <laughs> was like, and we wanted to do, you know, the real women justice and, and be respectful of that when we, right. when we shot it. I, and there were some creepy things that went on. I remember doorknobs turning and footsteps. And, I mean, it's just the house feels different when you walk in there. Let me ask you this, since you've been in acting for a good long while now, in your time, do you feel that film is entering a new era? Do you feel that it's changing? Um, I do think it's changing a bit. I mean, I, I've seen some things. Go, people are starting to be a little bit more obscure. I like that. I feel like, you know, we've kind of done the same stories to death at this point and it's kind of nice that people are like breaking out of it and trusting the audience to to um interpret what they want instead of like shoving information down their throat you know and um i definitely see that happening i see a lot less nudity happening a lot more women getting roles that are that are for you know powerful roles not that there's anything wrong all for it i haven't done it myself but I'm not opposed to it by any means. I'm just saying I have noticed that the films I've been attached to recently used to always kind of be mandatory, and I've lost so many roles over the years because I don't do it. As of lately, it hasn't been asked as much, I think, because of the whole Me Too movement and everything right. else. They're doing a lot more like implied sex scenes and things like that. So it's kind of a nice change, you know? I think uh, especially the part about women getting roles that are a little bit more empowering and not just like these victim, victim roles all the time because, you know, that gets old. Like, we should be able to play everything. Right, exactly. Well, thank you for your time, and thank you for chatting with us here at Buzzard View Manor. 